The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in a college or NFL and win up to 20 times your wager in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hello and welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Ryan Gilbert, once again moving up here to the top line and, uh, Talon Jenkins, the late scratch due to undisclosed reasons. But per usual, I'm joined here with my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Doing all right, I guess. Uh, it started raining here for the first time in a long time, but uh, it, it matches my mood after uh, Saturday's games. It was not a good day of college football for me, licking my wounds still from that beating I took. Um bunch of bad beats, bad bets too, but uh, the, the beats were insane. Um too many to list, but the one that, that sticks out to me is uh, I had Georgia Tech plus 20 and a half against Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss are up like by 17, whatever. They got the ball left with like 40 seconds left, middle of the field. I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're good. And then they run they run up this guy, and the whole fucking Georgia Tech team barely try to tackle him. They were like playing flag football with him. And apparently this guy is like some kind of sob story. Like uh, everyone wanted oh. him to get this touchdown. Except for me, of course. So I was like, yeah. So that 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 sucked. Lost lost the spread there because of uh you know make a wish kind of thing. Uh, that was that was not good. But yeah, that summed up my Saturday. How about uh, how about your weekend? Yeah, no, my my weekend was pretty good. I thought you were gonna go with the uh the Rams there, the Colorado State Rams. I thought you'd be. You'd hey, be everyone's over... talking about Colorado. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm not joining that club. No, no, I th- I thought you'd be going Colorado State against them. It, it was looking good for a while. Um, I had a live boost on that game. I put it on Colorado when they were down a bit. I thought it was a loss, and then I, I looked back and it was overtime. So I turned the game on and ended up becoming a winner there. Um. Hit, hit a good good bet tonight. I had a risk-free bet on uh, on, on our good friend at DraftKings, MLB. I put it on Ronald Lacuna hit, to hit a home run. That was, uh, I think, like plus 450, so I hit that for a decent bit. So, yeah, uh, doing, doing pretty good here. Uh, yeah, and uh, did, did you happen to have the Rams or, or against the Rams who, who Sean McVay kicked the field goal with time expiring to, to uh, cover the plus 7.5? Fortunately, I got it early minus 6.5, so it uh, mm-hmm. didn't affect me. And uh, – 49ers in a teaser, but yeah, uh, fucking Sean McVay, of course, all the coaches know the point spread, so that's why not cover if you can? That is, that not... is that's sketchy, though. It, it's, I don't know. Well, it, it just, you're, you're just it paying makes... off the guys who bet on you, like, uh, and sending all those 49ers fans who bet against you uh, home sad, because they, 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 okay. the, I, 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 so far I, I, is like half full of 49ers fans, right? Uh, yeah, no, I, I guess I can see that angle. It's like the 49ers fans, you you know somewhat they bet this spread, but it's like you have to like, I wonder if there's like some sort of, not like full-fledged investigation, but like is there someone in the Rams coaching or like somebody who who, who bet the spread and, and yeah, but maybe they're maybe just doing it. doesn't matter. Just, you're, you're scoring points. That's the object to, to, of the game. So, it's, so what? You take a field goal instead of going for a touchdown. You're not going to win either way. It's not like um they had a chance either way, right? If there's a chance... And they, they they chose to a path to cover instead of winning, then yeah. But there was only four seconds left, and they got to get two scores. It's, it's yeah. literally impossible to do. So it didn't it didn't affect the outcome of the game, just the outcome of the spread. So yeah, it's I'm totally fine with it. That's why they need the uh, XFL extra point rules. I think you can get like a two point or three point or four point conversion. It just it just it's it's fantastic there the XFL rules there. 
Um, but for more football talk, make sure you check out the rest of the shows on the network. Also check out the website for all the articles there and all this good stuff uh, every week with picks and stacks and all that stuff, depending what you are into there. Um, and of course, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Gambling Podcast you're currently listening to. Uh, search for Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey. as a short link there for Apple. sg.pn slash hockey yes for Spotify. And uh, make sure you're also, also following us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. We're putting out, putting out more content as the season uh, comes closer here. Only, only if, I think we're three weeks away now from opening night, which seems kind of crazy from where, where we came from. But, yeah, doing good. And, of course, get in the Discord, SG.PN slash Discord. Plenty of banter in there about hockey and all, all, all football, all, all types of sports. So make sure you get in there. It's going to be banging here in the next couple, couple of weeks in the hockey channel especially. Um. Uh, anything else from, from the weekend? Uh, jump out to you, Joel. Any uh, oh, Champions League was today. I was going to ask you about that. How's that going? Yes, for you? sir. Uh, haven't really bet anything yet. I bet some like group winners. Um, Lazio is my team, uh, Italian club, and uh, they they had a late last minute equalizer. Of course, uh, this team is uh, it's not for the weak of heart because they they're either blowing leads in the in the last couple of minutes or they're they're saving games like they did today or they're winning games it's 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 a dramatic team for sure um but yeah big game tomorrow uh Bayern Munich Manchester United let's go Bayern um bet I bet Bayern pretty big on that one um yeah that's yeah, going to be fun glad to get back in the action um and then yeah after that's just uh it's just two more sports really left left to go, and, and the NBA doesn't really start to the playoffs anyway. So really, it's just one more sport <laughs> left to go before uh, we get our, all the gang back in action. Yeah, I know there was a DraftKings uh, profit boost for Champions League games, so hopefully people can take advantage of that. Um, and I, I was thinking about it over the weekend, like with, with the European football loaning and whatnot, and because because Michkov got loaned from KHL to, to Sochi, I think the NHL should allow that. Do it like make it like a trade deadline. The team picks up the full salary for the entire year, so they have to have cap space, and, and they they rent the guy for 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 the rest of the season in the playoffs. It, it open it would open up so much more. It wouldn't just be like oh trading rentals that only have one year left on the contract. You can rent a guy, you know maybe you, maybe you give assets along with it. Maybe you just pick up pick up his money and, and and help it out there. But I think something like that would would definitely be be good for North North American sports in general. Relegation. The loan system, I think, are, are are both fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I lo- I would love the relegation system, but that's unrealistic. But the the loan loaning one would definitely be uh, feasible over here. So yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's just get right into this this first piece of news. I feel like we it, we have to cover it because we we covered it when it first broke. Uh. But Mike Babcock uh, resigned as head coach of the Colorado or uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Sorry, I had to. As am I there. The, the Columbus Blue Jackets, I think he resigned sometime over over the weekend after uh, a full investigation. Um, you know, just apparently it was a lot more than just being like, hey, what, can you show me your, your pictures to whatever person you are? Uh, we talked about this, I think, a week ago, maybe exactly when, when it first broke. We were like, you know, it's probably it's kind of overblown, kind of being under a microscope with what Babcock is doing. But it came out. Uh, I know it was. Uh, I think Friedman reported on it. I think some other guys reported on it. I know Spin and Chicklets had another episode today uh, saying more things. But apparently one of the meetings occurred away from team facilities and included several minutes of Babcock looking through a phone. Uh, I think Spin and Chicklets said today that that was at Babcock's house. He invited, he invited a young player over for lunch. He didn't even have lunch. He just looked at his phone and then, then sent him away. Um, uh, their GM, Jarmo Kekalainen, Apparently also gave his phone to Babcock to look at, which he didn't feel was any sort of, you know, issue there. I guess he couldn't put himself in the shoes of a young player, you know, going up in, into the office or, or wherever of, a, you know, a, a coach that definitely has had his issues in the past. But, uh, yeah, Mike Babcock resigned, resigned. What are your uh, thoughts on this, Joel? Well, I wish Talon was here for this part, mm-hmm. at least. Um, but I guess we'll get into it next time. Uh, well, listen, when, when I first, uh, you know, called out spit and chicklets with the, we'd only heard about Boone Jenner, Zach Wierenski and Johnny Goudreau basically, you know, saying it was no big deal. The, the younger player coming out was something after the fact. And, uh, obviously, uh, spit and chicklets are vindicated. Biz is vindicated because, uh, he was right. He wasn't just spreading baseless rumors and random speculation to, uh, you know, get clicks or whatever the fuck, uh, 
So I was wrong about that. So credit to them. Um, but uh, yeah, listen, the uh, uh, Pabcock, I, 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 the reason why I thought that this was speculation is because there's no way that he'd be, uh, I don't know, he's obviously not stupid. He's a highly intelligent man, but this is stupid to uh, do something like this and um, make uh, these young guys uncomfortable and just like try to try to. Uh, bully them or i don't know doing some kind of political thing i'm not totally sure why he's looking at their phones but whatever the reason it's it's some kind of uh weirdo move um so yeah i, I just didn't think that he'd be <laughs> this this reckless when it comes to you know he he, he, knew, he had to know he'd be under the microscope and any kind of uh, uh odd thing that he did would be amplified so him doing that i didn't think that uh yeah, I, I just didn't think it would be possible because you, you'd think that he'd be more careful about it. But uh, apparently not. And that sucks for, um, you know, like, uh, why did Mike Babcock get a chance here? And Joel Quenville's still out there. Um, and that's going to suck for him, too, because now they're, you know, te- teams are going to be more apprehensive about hiring some of these old school coaches, even though Joel Quenville is not half the weirdo that Mike Babcock evidently is. Yeah, he's definitely going to like it's not like guilty by association, but it's like staying away by association just because he's like the other coach that that, that kind of got ran out of the league for, for issues. I, I wonder if like a team would take a chance on one of these guys as like an assistant coach to like, you know, get, get his foot back in the door just to see what happens. But it, it definitely does seem like Mike Babcock has definitely coached his last game in the NHL. Another thing that came out uh, just from um, this was uh, aggregated on the hockey subreddit. From uh, the new episode of Spin Chicklets this week, apparently they recorded the po- the podcast on Sunday, and then Biz asked around a couple more sources Monday, and then they released it on Tuesday. So you know what? They vetted their sources that they they asked around that that was good on them. And another uh, Babcock story they told was during the lockout, an AHL team was playing at an NHL arena, and a, and a career AHLer was sitting sitting on the bench, taping a stick, empty arena, but before the game, and Babcock came to him and said, "This is pretty amazing, isn't it?" And then Babcock said, "Soak it in. It's it's the last time you'll ever be on an NHL bench. It's just it's just it's just what what the fuck are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? You know, I I kind of blame the Blue Jackets for this. Like the Blue Jackets should have known. They they knew what they were doing when, when Babcock was was going to be hired. It came out weeks in advance, or at least a month in advance, that they were going to hire him. There was an immediate, you know, not necessarily backlash, but people in the media questioning it. And now." Two, three months later, we're, they're vindicated. This is – and you know what? Pa- power to the players here because the players stepped up. The players did, did what they did what they should do. They, they felt uncomfortable. They felt there was some sort of abuse of power, which Babcock has done in the past with the Mitch Martyr incident and all that. So good good on the players for, for stepping up and, and voicing the, their concerns and good on the NHLPA for, for taking it seriously too because this is something that, you know, like most people said, there's maybe going to the rug and whatnot. But – they, they went out there, they, they did their investigation, and they saw that young players were being put in a position that they shouldn't be put in. Uh, absolutely. So, um, And also, there are people coming out blasting Boone Jenner for, for his statement when, when it was initially reported. But he was he was named he was named by, I think, Bizonette in the thing as one of the sources. So, like, he had to he had to kind of, you know, play nice. He's, he's a part of their team. He's a big, big veteran piece of that team. But I wonder. So I, I feel like blasting Jenner for, for his statement is, is kind of uncalled for, but I do wonder how that locker room is going to be moving forward. I mean, we talked about it last week, but, and we talked about it in the discord a bit. So get in the discord if you haven't already, but I think the blue jackets at eight to one, they have talent, but they could just be, I don't know, one or two wishes away from having the worst record in the league, which may not be a bad bet. Right. My feelings about this team of, cooled quite a bit since uh <laughs> I was pumping them up all summer long um yeah that was based on you know Babka coming in rallying the team making them competitive and all that but clearly there's there's uh something more fundamentally dysfunctional about this organization I don't think that Yarmo and John Davidson are uh are keeping their jobs for too long um especially with another season like last year uh but yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's still some talent growing there. Like Fantilli, I think that he'll have a an excellent season. Uh, he'll be in the running for the Calder most likely. Um, he had a five point game in his debut against uh, you know a bunch of other prospects for the 
uh, you know, blue checkers. I can't remember who they're playing, but uh, he had a strong showing. Bedard did as well. He he had, he had a Hattie. Mm-hmm. Had the hat um, yeah. So yeah, good start for those guys. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'm not taking back my bets, even the ones I could. Uh, but I'm definitely not adding anymore. Let's just put it that way. This this yeah. team it might be might be bad, but I'm not also betting them to be finishing worst. I've I've got enough money on. Uh, I don't know the sharks and another team we're gonna we're gonna talk about today. Ooh, in- interesting! A little, little teaser. I was also looking at at the worst record market for one of these teams, so maybe we'll, we'll line up there. But uh, uh yeah, it, it was uh, th- those rookie tournaments. Bernard had the hat trick. Uh, I saw someone posted about uh, Simon Nemec or, or whoever. You know, he his stats through two games at the rookie, or whatever. Look, you don't look at these stats like this is not what what to. Like analyze players based off of, but like yeah, it's kind of Bernard having a hat trick is great. Uh, like these players, Carlson I saw showed off his speed a little bit for for the Ducks, so that, that that's great there. But yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna see. Uh, I think preseason now starts starts next week or so, so we'll get some of these uh these veteran guys in game action, which is definitely gonna gonna be exciting. Um. All right, we're brought to you by DraftKings. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. State-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And if you want to see one of those games, make sure you check out the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Uh, Game Time app experience is fantastic. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets for every event in your area. Of course, the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and all that good stuff they have as well. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And the you get images of your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, and we had a, had a bit of hockey news today that the Discord was, I mean, thro- talking about all, all, all evening long. People were throwing this news in there. Uh, Vancouver Canucks traded veteran forward Tanner Pearson and a 2025 third-round pick to the Montreal Canadiens for backup goaltender Casey DeSmith. Uh, Casey just both are pending free agents. DeSmith's owed about a million and a half less than Pearson is, so getting some uh, some cap relief there. For, for the Canucks while giving up a third-round pick and, you know, getting a good backup goalie there. So what's your uh, takeaway from this, uh, Vancouver, Joel? Well, the, the Tanner Pearson was taken off of LTIR today, I think, or, or very recently anyway, which put the Canucks over the cap. So naturally, uh, they had to deal somebody. Uh, I'm not sure if this is enough to get totally square with the cap. I thought that uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Myers would be headed out, but it turns out it's Tanner Pearson, which is fine with me. He's, he's just an old, slow player now, and certainly not the guy he was when he uh, won the Cup with the Kings. Um, and then, yeah, getting the Gacy to Smith, who's a, you know, a proven, reliable backup. He, he's, he's not a starter. He proved that in Pittsburgh recently um, when Jari started to suck and to Smith had to take over. Uh but, but uh, as a backup, I think he's perfectly capable. Certainly better than Spencer Martin, who was absolutely brutal last year. Um, been over his stats quite a bit in the past. Basically, you know, he's second to Merzlikens in terms of uh, uh, goal save above expected. Um, didn't didn't save many of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Casey the Smith in there will be uh, an upgrade over over uh, Spencer Martin. And then for the Canadians, they just continue to accumulate picks. They have like uh, I don't know. Seems like 17 third rounders in the next few years. Uh, so yeah, they're they're, they're going to be in good shape uh, in the future. But um, yeah, interesting to see what they do with uh, some of their vets like Tanner Pearson and Mike Hoffman. Maybe they deal them at the deadline. I don't know. But uh, 
yeah, I think, I think this is a trade that's good for both teams. Yeah, Canucks, it looks like still nearly $2 million over the cap. I don't know if they have someone, a, a contract they could bury there or something, but... Um, well, if, well, Spence Martin, I think, uh, is gone too. So that's another minimum. So yeah, so maybe just uh, 1.25, something like that. Yeah, uh, that's not too bad there. Yeah, the Canadians, you know, picking up another draft pick. They don't, not quite as loaded as the Blackhawks are. On the draft picks there. Uh, speaking of Blackhawks, what a conversation in the Discord this weekend between Talon and uh, and BBC going back and forth about what the Blackhawks should have done this offseason. Fantastic stuff if, if you're in the Discord there. Nah, but, uh, yeah, I love that. It, it was a it's a it was a good discussion. Okay, it, it, was, it was very repetitive. There, there were points They're going made around on, in circles. There were points made on both sides. Uh but yeah. Uh, yeah, you said it. DeSmith is is a good backup. He's, he's a, I mean, he played for the Penguins, who, who were a pretty good team, but career save percentage, 9-12. That took a hit last year. Like you said, when he started, went down to 9-05. But I think this definitely improves the Canucks' chances, and we already were kind of high on the Canucks. Apparently, Tanner Pearson did not like the trade. He was uh, not in the mood to talk when Rick DeWiley uh, reached out to him. But uh, did, this imp- I, I'm, did this impact or will it impact – the Canucks point total or any of your uh, outlook for them? Not in the slightest. Uh, yeah, it's Tyler Myers, Tanner Pearson, whichever one is gone. I expected at least one of them to go. So no, not at all. I mean, uh, he's a, he's a bottom sixer at this point and Tyler Myers is just big, big and tall and slow. So two similar players that uh, I don't think are going to make uh, much of an impact positively anyway for, for the Canucks or whichever team they end up on. Well, no, I'm I'm saying more like having a competent backup goalie. Does that make you at least more confident in, in your like? Oh your yeah, I, I guess I guess Casey the Smith. Um, yeah, like I said, he's an upgrade over Spencer Martin, so for sure. But the uh, backup goalie is is doesn't really move the needle too much for me, um, especially considering I think that Demko will have a bounce back year. But you know, you never know. Um, so yeah, it's it's certainly better to have him than not. But uh, I if I make any adjustments, it'll be very minor. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not very, very minor trade. So you shouldn't try to make too many adjustments there. Um, All right. But yeah, you can listen to our Canucks team preview or in all of our other uh, Pacific Division team previews uh, recorded over the past few weeks in the feed there. You can continue that here with the Central Division touched on the Coyotes and Blackhawks in our last episode. So now we're going to move up the, the, the standings there up to the St. Louis Blues. What, what do you got for them, Joel? Uh, well, last year the Blues were, um, you know, full of question marks. The year before that, we we talked about how fortunate they were. Um, they continued to outperform their uh, win expectancy in games. So uh, it means meaning, uh, you know, kept losing money betting against them. But yeah, in 2022 they were still a faint contender for the Cup, seeing as they still had a few of the vets from their 2019 run. The conference was weak, and they were coming off of a that 109 point season the year before however uh fraudulent they were they were uh, a bit of a mirage as the blues were able to get away with playing bad hockey due to that uh unsustainable shooting percentage and winning a lot of toss-up games games that should go for you as often as they go against you and they were all going for the 2021 blues that changed in 2022 though those games started to go against them as they um never fixed the underlying issues with the team which were mainly caused by an aging roster and a bad defense Bennington, still very inconsistent. He wasn't able to mask those issues either, certainly not. And uh, Ryan O'Reilly, who's always been crucial for the Blue success, was visibly slower, especially after uh, his ankle injury, I think it was. Um, then, of course, getting traded later on. Uh, the good news is that Doug Armstrong is one of the better GMs in the league and was able to turn on a dime, collect assets for some of those older players. Um, yeah, the, the Blues probably did the best out of any seller team at the deadline, which will help a lot with their tooling. Um, won't yet call it a rebuild as they still have a few decent young players to build around, but three first round draft picks will go a long way towards fixing this roster. So yeah, 2022, a failure in the sense that it uh, essentially saw the end of the team that won the cup, but it was a success in how quickly they might be able to nourish a new contending team. Yeah, uh, that's a great point there. The blues, they, Doug Armstrong saw the direction the team was headed. You know, he, they maybe could have made a push for the playoffs, but it would, would have been a pretty pretty far-fetched after, you know, where they were at that point. They traded Tarasenko, traded O'Reilly, and got back pieces that, you know, are— Barbershift. 
and, and yeah, the, I, I forgot about I forgot Barbershev was a trade there. That, that was a that was a key trade for for the Knights too. So yeah, they 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 got back. They traded them away. They got back pieces, and they're yeah. They're, it's not a rebuild. They have. I mean, looking at their roster, they're pretty much locked into three or four forwards, four defensemen now that aren't necessarily the greatest defensemen there, but this is what they got. They're, they're going to be counting on Bennington once again, most likely. But yeah, last year, I think the Blues, like you said, it was good for them to, you know, start arm front to see, see the writing on the wall, make those moves, you know, and they, they could still be in the mix uh, this coming season. They're not going to be one of the top teams in the division. We'll, we'll get to that. But, you know, they still have enough talent. And if Bennington can... Is Bennington just, just washed now? Was that just like one one fluky run to the cup and, and that was it? It might. It, that's yeah. He's getting yeah. worse uh, every year, seemingly. Yeah. So so yeah. Last year, eight ninety four save percentage. Uh, Joel Hofer is, is their backup there. So yeah, the the Blues. I think are probably still you know in the middle of a retool. First few years were retool, but but last year was was disappointing in in the on ice results for them. Grading the Blues offseason, though, is uh, pretty tough because we don't know definitively what their plans are. Do they still believe themselves capable of contending? If so, trading for Kevin Hayes makes sense, but uh, not addressing their ancient defense is a glaring flaw in their plan. Um, on the other, uh, other hand, are they setting themselves up for a losing, losing year for another high draft pick? Trading for Hayes makes less sense in that case, but uh, as that was the only real move, this team should definitely be... Uh, Prime for another top 10 pick. Um, we would have to suspect that it's the latter plans as the Blues had three first rounders and used them all when they could have traded one or two of them to help the team immediately. Um, regardless of which plan they're following, Armstrong killed the draft. We love all three of his selections and didn't reach for any of them. How quickly their so-called retooling happens depends on how quickly the likes of uh, uh, the highest pick, uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, who um, we liked there at, uh, we thought the Coyotes would take him at six, so the Blues getting him at 10 i think they picked that uh is, is a it's very good um uh selection there uh yeah we'll see maybe gets on the team in the next two years and uh, definitely within the next two years maybe even then in this year we'll see um yeah, yeah we'll, we'll give him a c plus for the offseason yeah their offseason season was uh very confusion confusing armstrong said at the deadline that you know acquiring kapanen getting vrana are pretty much not going to have much of an offseason I don't think they really signed any free agents, if any at all. But yeah, they got Kevin Hayes for a sixth round pick, 50% salary retained on the Flyers. I mean, the Flyers were going to buy him out, probably if not. But that's a fine trade. He's worth three and a half million dollars for for the next three years. I think that's he's a sign, fine third line center. You know, good guy in the locker room probably. But yeah, you mentioned their their ancient defense. They have Falk, Krug, Paracchio, and Letty all, all locked up. What'd you call Paracchio? Colton Pareko. Colton Pareko. Pareko. He's like Italian. It's like, it's like, it sounds like a Pokemon almost. Pareko. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Falk, Falk Krug and, and Pareko, uh, all $6.5 million through 2027 for the first two, and then 2030 for, for, for uh, Pareko there. So they're locked into their guys. And they have Cairo and Thomas are on good contracts, $8.125 million for, for the next foreseeable future. Buchnevich even, even is pretty good. Shen, uh, newly named captain this morning, Braden Shen, former Flyers legend there. He's also locked in there. He's not quite uh, the Ryan O'Reilly leader type or the, the Petrangelo leader type, but uh, yeah, some... it's a good pick. It's a good pick. He yeah. deserves to be the captain. He's a, yeah. he, he's uh... he's the most veteran guy. He, he's been there since the cup. Like he's he, he's he he won with that team. Now he's going to try to have the retool going. But yeah, their offseason wasn't really much to do and they still have a lot kind of it's not even that I have a lot up in the air they just they, they have no wiggle room so it's basically going to come down to can Bennington resurrect his career or are they just going to possibly tank again and, and get a high draft pick because like you said I, I forgot they had three first round picks they took three Swedish players so they can come over in in a year or two and you know be pretty good but yeah the offseason was pretty much non-existent I guess I guess a solid C CD would, would be where, where I put him Right. Moving on to the projection segment here, it's pretty obvious by what we said already that we're not exactly high on this team. Uh, Robert Thomas, Pavel Bushnevich, Jordan Cairo, fine players. But after that top line, it gets uh, pretty bleak and their defense is uh, 
yeah, it, it's it's not only really old, it's it's really bad. Uh, every projected starter is on the wrong side of 30, and yeah, they're all declining, like you were saying. Uh, Bennington occasionally has a game that reminds you of how he played when he came into the league, but they are increasingly few and far between. Look out for the young backup Joel Hofer, though, to be uh, more than a backup this year. We expect uh, he'll get a lot more starts this year. It'll be more like a 1A, 1B situation. He could even take over that 1A spot from Bennington. Uh, it could Either way, if he does, it'll be huge for the future of the Blues if they have a legit number one uh, in the 23-year-old. Beyond him, though, the, the Blues don't have too many prospects ready for NHL action, but uh, look out for their two Zachs, Zachary Bolduck and Zach Dean, both first-round picks who will be looking to make an impact this season. Um, since we suspect that this is a, a kind of quiet tank job, the 2023 season for the Blues will be a success if they find out they have something in Hofer, if the two Zachs or maybe somebody else off the radar become a full-time contributor, if they could trade a piece or two at the deadline for more assets, and if they end the season with another top-ten pick. The old Blues are done, but if Armstrong sticks to the course, this course, they could be really competitive again in just a few years, as long as they finally fix that defense they've been uh, neglecting for so long, really, since Petrangelo left. Um, yeah, so we project them at 82 and a half points, but we think that there's a long tail to the under to being a bottom-tier club, so uh, we have a little bit on them at 70-1 to 1 to be the worst uh, team in the league. Um, but yeah, big, big on this under. Big on them to miss the playoffs. Got that minus 189, minus 200. That's that's just fine. So yeah, we we don't expect this this team to be a, a contender this year. And um, yeah, we think that there's a good chance they could be a bottom five team given just how terrible the defense looks and uh, their their goaltending shouldn't be enough to save them. Uh, no, no, not unless Joel Hofer turns into I don't know Carey Price or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and those odds are point total, 86.5 to make the playoffs, plus 160, miss the playoffs, minus 200. Division, 18 to 1, cup, 75 to 1. Uh, those, those those odds are from our friends at DraftKings there. I'm seeing Blues at 46 to 1 now to, to be the uh, worst regular season record at a different book. So 70 to 1, you, you, got, you got in early. It's a, it's a good, good, good look by you. Yeah, I didn't realize. It's not how, so how, much getting in early. It's uh, having a bunch of outs. So if you have like a dozen books and uh, you can find you know, prices that are all over the place. I'm sure the place I had it still has that number because uh, I don't think that there's a lot of people betting this team to be uh, worst in the in the league. Certainly not the uh, the worst record. Yeah, uh, that's true. I always have to shop around. But th- th- that's a market that the worst record I haven't been able to find at, at many at many legal books. So you might have to look more off offshore for that but uh yeah joel hofer i mean yeah maybe he will be ready to take over 921 save percentage 2.50 goals against average in the ahl last year was also good in two games at the world championships 925 save percentage after representing the world juniors a few years ago so you know if he's ready to take over for the six million dollar man in Bennington, i wonder if the blues will be willing to do that even or, or if they'll be you know Give them that to Bennington to try the tank job because, yeah, they're they're not making the playoffs. I think minus 200, or you can probably find it better elsewhere, is a pretty safe bet. Um, the, the the top teams in this division aren't going anywhere, and as Joel said during one of our Pacific previews, he thinks five teams from that division are making it, and I can definitely see that. So I think Blues under 86 and a half, miss playoffs minus 200, and then worst regular season record. I think 46 to one, not even, not even a, a, a bad look there. Cause Bennington can go under 900 save percentage and, and their defense isn't good enough to, you know, be, be limit the chances in front of Hofer if he takes over. So I think that's a pretty good look on the blues there. Uh, anything else you got uh, on St. Louis here? No, I think uh, my feelings are clear. We are not blues fans this year. Ooh, you're a powder. You don't even know it. Yeah, what the hell? I, I, All right. Yeah, good job. Yeah, we're, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Uh, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytic platform for the parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. 
Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And I believe uh, Underdog Fantasy has some best ball hockey drafts who are going, going there, uh, is out there. So maybe you should make sure you check that out as well. Uh, all right here, moving up the Central Division to the Nashville Predators. Uh, take it away, Joel. Sure, the National Predators have been toiling in mediocrity basically since they won the division in 2019, either missing the playoffs entirely or getting a quick bounce out in the in the first round. Uh, 2022 is pretty much the same in that sense, just narrowly missing out on the playoffs to the Jets. It was different, though, in how they approached the end of the season. For the longest time, the Preds have been buyers at the deadline, basically since the twilight years of the great Blackhawks teams. Um, this last season, though, the Preds were sellers, and for Good reason. Um, General manager David Poyle saw that uh, his team were racking up serious injuries, that there were a bunch of better teams ahead of them, and wisely gave up the year for the future of the franchise, um, basically falling on his sword in a way because he uh, uh, resigned after after the season. Um, he was the longest-serving GM uh, for a while there. Uh, but, yeah, Barry Trotz taken over is a, is a good transition, I'd say. Um yeah, they got decent hauls from Edmonton for T. Zach Holm and uh, and Tampa for Jeanneau. I think they, they fleeced them there. Um, but, yeah, this should have been the end of it. Bye-bye, Preds. But the young guys they brought up to replace the injured and traded guys excelled, rejuvenated the whole team. And guys like uh, Luke Evangelista and Philip Tomasino, they made a spirit effect effort to make the playoffs and just, uh, just about did, despite missing those traded guys and the injured Duchesne, Forsberg, Yossi, uh, the Preds were able to get some draft capital and possibly manage to find something in a few of their prospects and fringe players. So it wasn't exactly the worst season for the Preds to have, even though they probably uh, had dreams of, of at least making a run in the playoffs, considering they had a lot of talent on paper. It just didn't come together. Um, I know that uh, Saros had a, a slow start to the season, but he really picked it up later in the year, but it wasn't enough. Um, then Yossi uh, was nowhere near his was 100 point season the year before. So, yeah, uh, high expectations, but they they didn't meet them. But uh, they, they might have found something in uh, a few of these these uh, prospects they have, and uh, maybe they can carry that over to the next year. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that's I would say uh, not 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 a successful season, but uh, glimpse of success. Let's let's call it that. Yeah, yeah, the Predators last season kind of did what I thought they would do the year before. I, I was all on fading the Preds, and then just all their players pretty much had career years. Like Duchesne, Forsberg, Yossi had 100 points, but still didn't win the Norris. Uh, I think that was 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 that was that Rene's last year too, and and now they got they got Saros to to replace them. So yeah, they, they have so, some good young talent, but yeah, last year was definitely a disappointment. They just missed the playoffs. They didn't get get a good enough draft pick. Do have some good young guys they're they're, they're waiting on here, but, but yeah, uh, we'll get into it. I'll get into it more during their offseason and whatnot and their outlook for next season. But uh, I, I'm not high on the Predators uh, going into this season. Actually, I think Rene might have been two years ago. Uh, I think. Maybe. Uh, let me... I thought that Yossi had two full seasons. Yeah, 20, 20, 21 he, he, he retired. So yeah. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, per usual. All good. Predators are pretty much uh, an irrelevant team. Uh, but uh, Rene is certainly not an irrelevant goalie. Um, yeah, moving on to their offseason. Uh, it seemed like the Predators were going to tank, blow it up, or at least step back and retool after uh, what they signaled at the deadline. But the signings they made in free agency suggest otherwise, bringing in vets uh, O'Reilly, Nyquist, Guryanov, and Luke Shen to replace Johansson, Duchesne, and the other veterans they lost. Um, they also have a new coach, new GM, as I mentioned, uh, in um Andrew Burnett and Barry Trotz, respectively. So this could explain maybe the confused direction they're taking, but maybe they just want to maintain a competitive team for the final prime years of Yossi, Forsberg, and Saros. Uh, it's been a very long time since there's been a truly awful Preds team, so it 
could be a directive of ownership. Nashville is known for its young and growing hockey culture, so they might just want to keep that momentum up. Like uh, the Blue Jackets are famous for this, because uh, if if Blue Jackets keep tanking, then uh, they're going to lose what you know little of their fan base they have. Uh, but either way, not sure this is the direct direction for this team, but they do have a good prospect pipeline coming up. So even if they don't have to get the best draft picks, there's a, a solid base to work with going forward. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, it's just a confused direction going. Um, no evidence of a long-term plan. So we'll, we'll, we'll give them a B minus because uh, we do like the guys they brought in. It's just uh, we're not sure that that's the best move uh, for the, the long-term prospects of this franchise. I, I absolutely love bringing in O'Reilly. Luke Shen adds some physicality and some veteran leadership there on the defense. Gustav Nyquist even could be a, a good death winger, but I, I they gave away Ryan Johansson for nothing. They gave him away for Gutenyuk, who they they outrighted or whatever. Um, they bought out uh, Matt Duchesne. So now their top line is Forsberg, O'Reilly, Nyquist. Their second line is Gurianov, who couldn't, couldn't stick around in Dallas, who's a better team. Thomas Novak and Luke Evangelista, who I think could be good, you know, given the right given the right system. He, he was pretty good last year in the AHL, 41 points in 49 games. Only nine of those were goals, though. He was killer in the OHL two years ago, though, with 111 points in 62 games. He was good in the NHL, too, last year. He's a fucking pain in my ass, and I bet the to miss the playoffs, and this fucking guy showed up and carried the team. Seven He's goals. only 25 to 1 to win the Calder now. Yeah, seven goals, fifteen points in twenty-four games. That's, that's that's not bad there. But they don't have the depth. I mean, their their third and fourth line uh, I don't like. They have Luke Shen playing playing the top line now. Tyson Berry, Ryan McDonough, they're both kind of washed up a little bit on, on, on the second pair. So yeah, I, I'm I, I I like seeing Barry Trotz go upstairs from from the bench to the GM spot and and Andrew Burnett, you know, hopefully learn something from his time in Florida, getting out coached two years ago, but. I, I don't like what the Predators did this offseason whatsoever. Like you said, there's no clear direction. They're not quite in, in a rebuild. They're not even necessarily in a retool. I guess the O'Reilly contract is pretty good, $4.5 million for him. He's going to be a solid second, third-line center and, until he can't skate anymore. So that's not, not not a bad move there. So I guess maybe I'm being a little bit too, too negative, but I, I think maybe a C, C-plus at best for, for the Preds. All right, we're well, moving on to the uh, projection here. 89 and 89.8 points, so uh, a little bit over the, uh, the 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 number there, 86 and a half. Um, yeah, we we might not know what they're doing long term, but we are cautiously optimistic about this team in the short term. And a lot of that has to do with the hiring of Andrew Brunette. Um, the Preds did not have a great offense last year, but we saw what Brunette was able to do when he was an assistant head coach of the Panthers and an assistant of the Devils, two of the best offenses in the league the past few years. The Preds had the 26th power play last season, squished between the mighty Blue Jackets and the dominating Blackhawks. Uh, but we are confident Brunette will help improve that, at least at least get into an average power play because there's still um, a bit of talent there. And, and Yossi on the back end, should uh, it should not be the 26th worst. So, yeah, Preds lost to Shane Johansson in the summer, so... Uh, but they seem to be depreciating assets in Nashville anyway. Um, even at his age and proneness to injury, Ron O'Reilly is an upgrade at center while there's a, a bunch of youth coming in to fill uh, the wings and complement the older decor. Yeah, this isn't a team with enough high-end talent or forward depth to realistically win the cup, but if Soros plays like he did last year, there's a bit more growth from the younger players, and Burnett manages to get his team to buy into his more aggressive style. The Preds could definitely find their way back into the playoffs, especially in a, a weaker central division. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I bet the over 86 and a half points. So that that's the only bet I can really recommend here as much as I'd love to see Luke Evangelista make a run at the caller. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's only the point total that I'm betting for this team. Uh, although Andrew Burnett for, for um, Jack Adams, is he's another uh, candidate there. Uh, I don't know, he's thirty to one or forty to one, something like that. So, yeah, that that's that's my outlook on the Preds. Yeah, I'll see if I can pull up those uh, Jack Adams odds uh, for them. But yeah, the odds on DraftKings uh, point total eighty six and a half, same as the Blues, same same odds across the board as the Blues, eighty six and a half, make the playoffs plus one sixty, miss playoffs minus two hundred. Division 18 to 1, Cup odds 75 to 1, 
and I am I'm going completely against your projection, completely against your over point total. I, I don't see how this team is scoring a goal. I, I really don't. They have Forsberg back. Great. Teams are going to focus on him. Their second line, Evangelista, maybe can, you know, get. they're going to be great defensively. They have have uh, UC Saros there in net with the bank up, backup of Lankanen, who, you know, can be a, a solid fill-in. They have defensive defensemen, so they're going to limit chances against. But I don't know who's going to score goals for this team. It's it's Forsberg. O'Reilly's a fine two-way player, but he's lost his uh, offensive touch. Nyquist is also, you know, on the downside of his career. So this was the team I was looking at for a potentially worst record in the league. If they're, they're one, I mean, you can say this about a lot of teams, but they're like, if UC Saros shits a bed or gets gets hurt, they're they're done. Uh, they're they're seventy to one to to have the worst record in the league. You know, I don't I don't think they'll end up bottom bottoming it out, especially in a in a division with the Coyotes and the Blackhawks. But at seventy to one, throw five bucks on it. You know, see what happens because they they they're not the same team they were two years ago. They're not the same team they were last year when they barely missed the playoffs. So I am completely fading uh, this Predators team. There's another bet. Uh, there's another market I found on a different sports book. Um, the the by division most goals scored for each team or fewest goals scored by each team. I kind of like the Predators at plus 145 in the Central Division to have the fewest goals scored. You got the Blackhawks there at plus 130, who are also going to be a very low scoring team. But I, I just don't see this Predators. Predators, if they win games, is going to be 2-1, 3-2, those type of games. They're not having these outbursts where they score five, six goals a game. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't think I understand Andrew Burnett hockey, man. He's going to be flying up the ice. He might not have the. Who is he flying with? He's a bunch of young guys. He's used to having a fighter jet, and he's going to be running with like this Wright Brothers plane. It, it's not the same. He doesn't have the speedy guys on Florida anymore. No, but they'll still be playing the same style, which will lead to playing chances against and playing chances for. Mm. They, they won't be, they they won't win as many games, but they'll, they'll still be scoring goals. So I think that this is a. I mean, we'll have to see. Maybe maybe he changes his style to fit the players, but uh, no, I'm leaning towards uh, the Preds will be a bit more offensive, and Saros will be seeing a lot of action on his own end. Uh, the, the Saros will be seeing a ton of action on his on his own end. Maybe what do you think about Saros for the Vesna? If, if he sees a bunch of bunch of bunch of shots, gets 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 his uh, stats padded a bit. Only staying six to one, which uh, which I'm not loving. No, no definitely not. Definitely no, not I'm on all that. About the the long shots with the Vesna, especially after last year, 101. Oh yeah. Mark. I, I was looking up the the team stats for goals against last year, and like the the Bruins allowed like 170 goals, which which is absolutely insane. It's an insane number. Everyone else was over 200. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to be on a really good team to win the business. And I, uh, Preds will be middling. I think that they'll get over 86 and a half, but uh, I don't really doubt the, they'll be 100 plus, which I think you you pretty much need to win the Vesna. I mean, you need to have absolutely insane stats. Like even uh, Sorokin had, had better um, underlying numbers than Allmark, but he didn't stand a chance because of how mm, fucking yeah. much better the Bruins were than the Islanders. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else on, on the Preds here? No, I think uh, we summed it up pretty nicely. All right. Yeah, so you're you, so you're you're low on the Blues and, and high on the Preds. Uh, I'm low on High-ish. High-ish. You have to you have to wait and see. So so the Preds are like a team you're gonna like see for the first few weeks and then you're gonna know know what they are. Pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean they they could do another tank job at the end of the season, but uh, yeah, I think that they'll have a, a decent start to the year under a new coach. Uh, a bit of a dead cat bounce in a way. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's basically. Uh, a good assumption, but I'm I'm stronger on my blues under than my my Preds over. I'll say that much. Yeah, I, I don't know what pieces the Blues have to sell, but they're they're going to have to be sellers again this year. They're they're not they're not making the playoffs, sir. Uh, we'll get we'll get to the Avs in a few episodes. But what are your what are your thoughts on the rumors that they might sign uh, Yaroslav Halak with uh, friends who's out for the start of the year? Yeah, I heard um. That room, and I heard Dan Vladar was another one, but uh, Ooh, people Darth are just Vladar. throwing, yeah, our old friend. Uh, people are just throwing out names. So, yeah, I, I think I prefer Halak. I think it'd be a, a little bit cheaper. We wouldn't have to trade for, you know, we wouldn't have to get rid of a sixth or seventh rounder. I mean, it doesn't really matter the way the Abs draft; they're fucking useless outside of the first round. Um, but still, you you want to keep those assets, even even 
Well, when you can get a guy for free, you'd rather do that than give up the sixth rounder. Let's just say that. So yeah, Halak will be uh would be nice. Uh, he, obviously, he's not the player he used to be, but uh, he's fine as a backup. Uh, um, Francis, yeah, he, he's a better backup, but uh, can't help that he's still hurt. So we need somebody back there, and uh, Halak's definitely better than um. You know, we got a couple prospects coming up, but uh, they're not they're not ready. Just just use this uh, Anunen Finnish guy. Uh, he hasn't looked great every time he's come up. So yeah, Halak could be uh, probably my preference over the over the uh, other names been thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was gonna say maybe we'll we'll see how how Gorgiev does with you know a, a big workload. But he st- he started 60, 62 games last year. He he had a huge workload last year. Nine CSA percentage. It was great. So yeah, I think I think that it doesn't shouldn't really matter as long as Gorgiev can can stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's speaking. Of, yeah, he's he's one of my bets from the Vesna round twenty five to one. So. Okay. Have to have- be a 110, 120 point team, and then if you got a good goalie in that team, he's going to be in the mix. Yeah, you, you had him last year too, right? I think it was a little bit higher, fifty or seventy-five to one for for him last year. Uh, yeah, I think it was fifty. Um, yeah, I mean he he played well enough, but uh, the Avs just were too fucking injured, and there was no stopping the the Bruins. So uh, nobody other, nobody else had a chance. Yeah. Um. And all right, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter at hockey sgpn going to be having a bunch of uh, content up there as the season comes closer make sure you are in the discord as well sg.pn discord you can reach out to myself on twitter or the uh, hockey twitter hockey sgpn twitter account you get the link there sg.pn slash discord search for um, sports gaming podcast discord there and uh, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review on, on apple podcasts uh, go to sg.pn slash hockey to get there or spotify sg.pn slash hockey s and we got a new review uh five stars said five out of five you guys are the absolute you guys are absolute studs killer job on the offseason best podcast out there that's from freedom dog 420 in canada so uh shout out freedom dog for that review don't tread on me (laughs) definitely not um all right uh that's gonna wrap it up here we're gonna be back later this week with more Central Division team previews. Make sure you keep an eye out for that. Turn on auto download to get the episode in your feed as soon as they are released. And uh, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me giving the earful to Talon for bailing on this episode and not even dropping a single message letting us know and fucking wasting our time. Fuck you, Talon. See ya. Thank mm-hmm. you.